Winners is drugs. All right. Well, let's talk about drugs then, because uh, I can. I want to talk about uh, my Vivance experience at some point. But oh yeah, yeah. What's your uh, What's your weed microdosing? Yeah. So I um, I I decided to give it a shot because I was kind of looking for something to give me energy in the afternoons. Right. Right. Because it hypes you up. Yeah. So caffeine is great for the mornings, but I don't want to drink it in the afternoons because. I already have sleep issues, right? Yeah. So I thought I'd, I was like, you know, I'll give weed a try. Um, I have this oil. It's, so it's 5% THC, 5% CBD. So I don't know how much you know about the legal market, but that's pretty small. It's super amount. low, yeah. Yeah, like people are usually like aiming for like 22%. THC or something like that. Right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think five would even alter my state. Right. So, okay. So 5% THC, I mixed it with some uh, pure CBD oil. So it's probably like 2.5% THC. Okay. Then, so it had, comes with a syringe. And I, um, so the syringe is one milliliter, right? Okay. I filled up to, 0.2 of a milliliter that's how much i took so it was okay. like 0.2 of a milliliter of 2.5 percent thc it's such a small amount yeah. right so i was like okay so i took that the first day it was a, it was like a mild sensation but it was really nice like i went for a walk with my girlfriend and i was like you know everything was a lot more interesting to me right like i was like oh look at the you know the way the sun reflects off that building and shit like that yeah. kind of stuff right um it's so outrageous to me that that yeah. little thc has <laughs> that effect on you i know so it was it was very pleasant yeah um it was a great time i was like yes this is the right amount for me this is this is enough because it'll just give me that little bit of it'll just change my perspective enough that suddenly my work in the afternoon is going to be interesting right mm-hmm. so i did the next day i did it again felt nothing felt absolutely nothing and i was like huh interesting did i develop tolerance that quickly mm-hmm. right so i was like okay next day i did it again uncomfortably high <laughs> like paranoid all of that is it right? because is it like it started as an oil yeah yeah so does oil have the issue of like you don't know what the actual concentration is no, I mean, it, it should be relatively um, consistent throughout the oil, I would think. I, I don't know. Do you shake it up each time or something? I do, yeah. Okay. So so I, I don't know why I had such different effects did on you, these different days. Mm-hmm. Um, did you pay attention to when you were eating? I, I didn't pay attention to that, no. Mm. That could have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. I was taking it at the same time every day. Um, yeah, but I, I wondered how close, like in proximity to your meal, like in general, or how much you've had that day. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, it's either that or I don't know if you've ever heard of reverse tolerance. So there, there's something in particularly with 
with any kind of fat soluble psychoactive chemical like thc or um uh cava cava is another one that's fat soluble and it they claim it has the same effect same reverse tolerance situation where the more you take it the stronger the effects become that's right? super weird i've never heard of that no you've never heard of that no yeah and i mean where yeah i don't know i've never tried to microdose weed though yeah well so uh thc is fat soluble right that's why when you need to get a drug test done you have to not smoke it for like a month mm-hmm. for it to get all out of your system right? it's in your body yeah because it just sticks around so if you are um so the reverse tolerance idea is that because it's it's building up in your cells it takes less and less over time to have that same effect hmm. right I've never heard of that. I yeah, mean, I know. Like it's never happened to me. Like <laughs> I'm I, sure, I'm sure you're thinking to yourself right now, that's got to be bullshit because I have super crazy tolerance to it marijuana. It sounds like bullshit to me. <laughs> I was like, I, I've only ever had the experience of using more and more of my weed oil or more and more of my honey. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I how could I get uncomfortably high? Yeah. Off of such like it was a like I just described how small of amount it was, right? Yeah. And then I, I continued to take it uh, for like the next three or four days. And I was still getting, you know, not, I, I think the first day that I got like uncomfortably high, it was uncomfortable because I didn't expect it. But then obviously the d- preceding days after that, I knew how high I was going to get. So I kind of was prepared for it. So it still felt, I could still feel the paranoia coming up. But I wasn't like blindsided by it. What it, like what is okay? So I have two questions. One is like, is it about because weed affects you so much? Yeah. Do you think it's because you were doing it day after day that like it just stayed in your system maybe, and then yeah. you're just adding to it? Is that, that what you're talking about? Though? Yeah, that's or, what I'm thinking. Okay. Occurred right. But like, didn't aren't you going against your own like principles as far as microdosing drugs? Like, didn't you say on here like? you should always do like at least a gap day. Did I say that? I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that was just specifically with mushrooms. I don't, I don't remember, but I I, honestly don't remember saying that ever. I thought you were just like, you you told me that if you start to do something daily, that's when it becomes a hat, like a, Oh yes, for sure. Yeah. Well, no, I think what I was referring to there is like, don't, um, don't increase your dosage. Hmm if you find that you're not getting the same effects mm. from it. Right. Right. Cause then you're chasing, right. You're chasing the, the high. Right. Yeah. And that's when problems occur. The other question I had was what is your, like, what is your paranoia about now? Yeah. So like, cause usually people are afraid of the cops and shit. Right. It's definitely not that it, there's no specific object. Yeah. But what I, what I was thinking, this is what I've sort of thought to myself is like, I think, what it is, is there's an underlying, I don't know, like depression or some kind of mental thing in my brain that I don't notice when I'm sober, right? And then as soon as I smoke weed, it's like now I'm aware of it. Mm. So it kind of freaks me out. Mm. So I was liking it to like maybe someone could think of like, say, joint pain, right? Where you have this pain in your knee or something, but your muscles have adapted and, and the way you walk 
So you're not really triggering it, but then you take like a muscle relaxant and you're like, oh yeah, that pain that I had six months ago is still there. I just didn't notice it because, yeah. you know, pushing it down or out of sight, out of mind or yeah. getting so used to it. That's what I think happens to me mm. when I smoke weed is it's like my defense mechanisms that are hiding some yeah. thing are taken away. Yeah. Right? Well, your quest to be a robot right. <laughs> is undone yeah. by weed because it's like, yeah, you have like, I mean, I, you know, I don't know what it is exactly for you, but like when anything like wells up, you obviously have some system in place to be like, I'm not going to think about that right now or yeah, whatever. And right. It's just like, it's kicking the can down the road until you do have like a, mushroom outing or whatever else and then it's just like yeah it's like oh yeah i have emotion <laughs> yeah. Fuck, i gotta yeah. deal with these and now <laughs> connected to it yeah yeah and, and i mean i can obviously kind of relate because i often just try to ignore feelings for, for mm. what i'm feeling for as long as possible until i'm fucking like macing someone in the face do you know right. I mean? like it's <laughs> so I, I definitely understand it on some level but i mean if that is the case is there any kind of is it a good thing to maybe put, keep going with that and say, okay, well, when I'm stoned, I'm now confronted with these emotions that I should, I have to deal with. Maybe I should just keep getting stoned, keep figuring out these emotions, keep working on them. For sure. Thing like that, right? I mean, a psychologist's answer is for sure. You think that they would say, <laughs> yeah, go for that? Absolutely. Because yeah. it's like anything that anything that makes you uncomfortable, you know, you're supposed to explore that. Why does it make you uncomfortable? What are the thoughts? What are the feelings? All that kind of shit. Yeah, except it's it's there's that stigma around drug use that you are essentially taking it as a distraction to get away from your problems, not to confront your problems, right? Yeah, but I don't I don't think many people still hold that. Like that's why we're seeing like legalization of psilocybin and stuff everywhere, like in the states, right? Yeah. I think it's only a matter of time till they realize that like, yeah, for some people, weed is gonna be this like unlocking thing, right? Like you hear it all about it a lot. Like I've I've talked about it before. Like women find that they like like a lot of women have found that they you know, kind of more tolerated sex than anything. But now mm. that they get high, it's like, oh, I can actually get into it. Like, I actually understand why people love this so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. just the different, we're, we're going to, I think now, like, that we're decriminalizing stuff, we're going to figure out different drugs or, you know, different ways to use them to better mental health or address issues or whatever. Like, because weed, weed for sure just dysregulates the shit out of me. I don't think that's helpful. Yeah. Right. Like, right. I, so like I could explore that, but it's, uh, you know, I don't think I would get any better at figuring out why it dysregulates me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well you, I mean the descriptions that you've given to me about what happens to you and you smoke weed is that you just essentially turn off yeah. for like hours. You're it's just like, great. you're just like, it's so goddamn tempting. Yeah. I, I'm back right. in that mode of like, now that it's winter, Winter's always the like, let's just fucking hibernate. Oh, true. I don't yeah. need people. I don't need anything. I'll just smoke weed for six weeks, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. But then, of course, <laughs> the extroverted part of me starts to suffer. I'm not going out. I'm not taking care of myself, all that shit, right? So it doesn't actually work. Yeah. Because I do have that, like, cannot keep it in control. Like, I could get one of those time jars or whatever. It's a matter of time until I just break it open and I'm like, ah, fuck this. Or just leave it open. Oh, yeah. Day, you yeah. Know what I mean, 
I actually have one of those, but I've, I have never used it for anything. Or no, I, did I use it for something? No, I didn't. But anyways, so... Because it yeah, still requires discipline. Yeah, you still got to put it in and press yeah, the button yeah. and set the timer yeah. and all of that. Yeah, right? it would be like three days until I'm like, I mean, it's a Saturday. You know, I'd come up with some excuse yeah. to... Well, it, it, I think mine maxes out at five days anyways. Mm. So, I don't know. I'm... Uh, we have a guys weekend coming up soon. Mm. I'm going to try, this will be round two of just trying to stay drunk the entire time. Oh yeah. I'm very curious to see how it goes with a group of people. NAC is really weird. It really saps the joy of drinking. It does. Yeah. Like, so I'm all like my experience so far has kind of been like, well, why am I drinking? Mm -hmm. And like, we talked, like we talked about this last time and you were saying, well, it's the engaging in a social, whatever. Mm hmm. But I don't think, I don't think that actually benefit. I'm the reason I'm the reason I'm thinking about drinking the whole time is because usually what I do on this guy's weekend is I just go and I smoke weed. Yeah, and it's totally. I've realized it is like a escape mechanism. I just I want to be. I don't want to be around people all that time, but especially I don't want to be around my brother the whole time because mm -hmm. when he's drunk, he's kind of irritating to me. Right. <laughs> like like I just I don't I like certain types of drunks right and like anger like like even in joking fashions it just doesn't like jive well for me mm -hmm. so my body just gets all tense and shit and that's why i get tempted to just peace Smoke out for weed. a bit yeah just go for a walk or whatever so else. i don't i don't get the whole notion of of just drinking an entire weekend like if i drink on a friday the last thing i want to do on saturday is drink right well, I mean, here's the thing. It's kind of like it's using, I'm, what I'm saying is I'm using it essentially as a coping mechanism to not go back to weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that just being drunk the whole time, like I don't like drunk people, right? Right. And so I kind of just need to be drunk as well because then I like won't notice as much. I know when I'm sober around drunk people, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Like I, you're all so irritating. Right. Yeah. But NAC yeah. just kind of numbs me. So it's just like, I'll just be numb the whole weekend playing games. Yeah. Which okay. Kind of appeals to but me. I mean, the thing with the thing with NAC is it does kind of take that out of alcohol, but only to a point. If you continue to drink, it, you, you'll still get wrecked. Right. Yeah, but but you'd be surprised. Like the the amount that I had, like I, you know those um, mixing bowls, like they're these like glass mixing bowls that are like four liters. Yeah, I just like dumped an entire thing of vodka into that, and like I had like half of that over maybe like six or seven hours. That would have normally destroyed me. Like yeah. I am not a drinker. Like it right. takes very little to get me fucked up. Kind of like you with weed. And so it does something because I just never reached that tipping point. Like so far in my experience with it, I mean, it's still, it's still a short experience, but I haven't gotten to the point that I'm like drunk, drunk. Mm -hmm. And like, it just doesn't seem to happen. It's just kind of like, yeah, I can keep drinking, but I don't get more drunk. It's just kind of like I stay drunk. Do you know and what I mean? But how do you feel the next day, right? I wake up with no headache and shit. That's why I like the NAC. Yeah. Wow. I just wake up and I just start drinking again. Okay. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> then, then that's fine. I find that even with, 
I think for me is because my sleep is so fragile mm-hmm. that any even with NAC, um, I can drink um, and not feel drunk and not feel hungover the next day. Mm-hmm. But I'm still gonna be tired as fuck mm-hmm. the next day because I'm still gonna sleep like shit. Well, right? I think that's one of the re- that one of the areas that I was quite disciplined in in mm-hmm. that weekend that I did that is I stopped drinking around like seven thirty or eight. Oh, so I yeah. would start drinking at like eleven in the morning. Right. But I would, I would, that would be my last drink at like seven or eight, just because of that why we sleep book and, you know, affecting sleep. I was like, yeah. at least give my brain a chance to have a good sleep. So I think that's why I wasn't like overly tired. Cause yeah, I'm like you, it normally would just be like, I know I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go for a walk. Like fuck that. But sure. I just woke up and I was like, totally fine. Okay. Well that makes sense. I mean, if you're stopping drinking that early in the, the evening, then yeah, I, I think I'd be fine too. Cause it takes, I think it's like three hours. Yeah. As long as you stop drinking three yeah. hours before your sleep, you're yeah. fine. And, that, and that's what I've tried to do. Even the last time I smoked weed, I was quite disciplined with it. Like I was like, you're getting high at like six or whatever. And mm. you're not, sm- I would normally be tempted to smoke again, like at 10 or whatever, like an hour before bed or cause it's, it's nice to be able to just instantly fall asleep. Right. Yeah. But it's again, it's not quality sleep. So, but yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, you could always do like what I was saying is like, what I do is I take NAC. If I'm going to a place where drinking is going to be the activity that we're doing, I'll take NAC and I'll take Kratom. Mm. And then I get the, the effects of the Kratom and I participate in the ritual of drinking with everyone else. As far as they know, I'm I'm just buzzed mm-hmm. off the alcohol. But for me, it's like I'm getting the buzz from the kratom. And but you can- said you said something about kratom that really put me off wanting to try kratom. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it was. It was either like I think I asked you, does it give you a hangover or something like that? No, we were talking about. I was saying that the. The level it takes to have an effect and the level it takes to make you sick are mm. very close to each oh, other. Right. So it's it's it takes a lot of it, it. You have to be careful. I mean, the sick getting sick off it isn't the worst thing, right? You feel your stomach feels a little woozy for like an hour and then you're better, right? It's not like it's like uh, oh, okay. It's not like it's mescaline or something from. It's not prolonged. No, no, no. It's it's like kind of feels like being car sick. Uh, right. yeah, this is why you put me off it. Yeah. Cause I just, I, that's if, if there was one thing I could eliminate from life, like nausea. Yeah. But I mean, the nausea that like, I don't know what your history with drinking is, but when I was in my early twenties, there were times when I drank so much that like, you know, I tried to lay in my bed and the room is spinning. Horrific. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's horrific. That's a far worse form of, of nausea than, than what Kratom is going to give you. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was, those were horrific. I do remember those. Cause like, I would like, I guess it's technically termed binge drink, but like I would yeah. just get yeah. like blackout or close to like every few months. Right. So I had a lot of those experiences where it was just like, all right, time to go to sleep. And then it's like, you close your eyes and you're like, Oh my fucking God. Exactly. But, but like the, I thought you were going to bring up like the nausea on like, cause drinking and when i feel ill i just know just throw up true like i don't really care do you know what i mean i hate that nausea where 
you know throwing up isn't going to solve anything. Yeah, right. If, and so that I think that's what I worried Kratom would be, would just be like feeling ill, like car sick, but not being able to like solve it instantly. Because I don't mind puking at all. Yeah. I like doing it, in fact, to get rid of nausea. Mm. But yeah, just ones that would be nausea-inducing that I couldn't change, that would be problematic for me. Yeah, and I mean that, I mean it is that. I, I don't know um, like a quick fix for it, but it's it's just, it's mild. It's much milder than what you would get from binge drinking. But yeah, it, I mean, I can't deny that that's a, a factor with that. It's just like, for for me, it's like it just, it's much easier for me to use that to get me into a good, like a social mind state. Yeah. And then it wears off pretty quickly, but I'm already in that place at that point. Yeah. And yeah, I just smooth, it's much smoother. How long does it last generally? Uh, like, like so you said you take it in capsules, right? I had only seen people drinking it. No, I, I do this, I do this thing called toss and wash. Okay. <laughs> so you just Explain. take a spoonful of it, put it in your mouth and then just drink water to Ugh. wash it down. Okay. It's my girlfriend hates <laughs> it. She tries it and she's like, this is the most disgusting thing, <laughs> but I don't, I actually don't mind it. The flavor reminds me very much of a, have you ever had matcha green tea? Yeah. It, it's very similar to that, and it actually smells exactly like matcha. Mm. The flavor is obviously more bitter, but it's reminiscent of mm. that. And so I just think of that. It can't be worse than mushrooms. Um, I mean, it depends on what you're, uh, what you're all about, right? Yeah. I See, the thing is, I've, I've always had that thing where if I'm wanting to get fucked up or, I, or whatever, it doesn't, like taste isn't even a factor to me it's just like just do it yeah like who gives a shit well i mean you want the effect so like just have the effect yeah well that's where i mean there was like i mentioned uh right at the beginning of this episode kava right Mm -hmm. which is a like another south pacific drug so kratom is like vietnam or thailand or something where it comes from in the sort of pacific islanders right there's a they consume this thing called kava and i've tried that and that to me is just like it's just just mentioning it right now (laughs) brings me back to the flavor and it's so horrible and you have to drink like a a lot of it like you have to basically like a big mug of this liquid and you just have to like chug 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 right? no, because any, any like that that's always my i don't like volume i yeah. really don't like that's what i hate the most about drinking is yeah. just when i used to drink beer it's like i just hate that i have to have three beers in me like i don't right and i know to a lot of people they're like three beers like who gives a shit but like to <laughs> me i was like oh fuck like why yeah I'm and, full? and that's kratom that's why like yeah kratom tastes gross but it's it's a small amount it's over quickly other chemical other substances it's that's not the case mm. and i agree volume is what bothers me yeah for sure um did we talk about vivance uh no yeah i'm i'm interested uh, so i i got a prescription finally 
but uh, it costs like it's going to cost like two hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. We did talk about this, I think. We did. Um, yeah. Maybe just not on the pod. And uh, and anyways, I've been using I've been using thirty milligrams like off and on. I, I, now that I know how expensive it is, I'm not taking it daily. Right. But it is like it is totally unbelievable. Like for what it changes in my brain. Like I. Yeah. A day that like, I forget what it was. I slept maybe like five hours or something. That kind of day, I would just be, when I wake up, I would ruminate for at least three hours before I like get out of my bed mm. thinking I'm going to go back to sleep, but yeah. I'm actually just laying there thinking. And, um, and then I would be trying to like nap in the afternoon and whatever. I just like got up, had a Vivance, had one of the most productive days of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, then when it came up to bedtime, time to go to bed. Like I was like, you know, tired from the night before. No problem. Like I know everyone said they would have like the psychiatrist was worried that I would have affected sleep. Yeah. Or um, or lose weight. But I actually found that I was eating more because I was actually paying attention to when I was eating and not eating. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I normally have the issue of just totally forgetting to eat. It'll be like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'll be like, oh yeah, fuck. We forgot to put anything in our body. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to debate now whether or not it's worth $200 or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Well, so I've talked a lot about Vivance with my girlfriend because she takes it. Mm-hmm. And she's always questioning her motivation to take it. So I'm always trying to reframe it for her and say things like, what is what is sort of the life outcome that you mm-hmm. get from taking this right mm-hmm. is is it getting you to the place that you want to be right and so i guess th- i would have the same question for you like what are you trying to accomplish by taking this like what is it where are you now and where do you want to be and is the is the p- medication going to get you there right yeah well that's the thing like i i said to my like you know uh, worker. I was like, I can foresee a future in which I could actually go to work consistently. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like, that's the, like, unlike, unlike your girlfriend, I have no issues taking it. It's the monetary thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Like it's just, that's a lot of money to me. So it's like, fuck, is it worth it? Cause I'm kind of frugal. Right. Yeah. But every time I use it, things go so well even even interpersonal stuff is better. Like I just don't have, um, there's no anxiety around like things that I would normally be really anxious about. Like uh, for example, like relationship stuff, right? It's like yeah. I'd really like to be in a relationship. But when I'm taking Vivance and shit, it really doesn't, like my, my priorities get set from like a less emotion-based place and like a more like, I'd really like to go fishing this weekend. Like do shit for myself. Do you know what I mean? Like improve my life. Like stop seeking outside whatever. Just make my, my general life more interesting and more fun to myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say, excuse me. I would say if like, for example, you can envision yourself being in say gainful employment, then you could just, get a prescription, you you eat the $200 for a month, mm-hmm. in a, a month's time, maybe you're 
you already have a job and now you have benefits. Well, you wouldn't have benefits right off the bat, but I mean, you would yeah. get yeah, benefits. No, I, I know what you're saying. I, that, that's exactly the thing. That's what I try to think about, right? Mm. It's like, this is probably a temporary cost because if I start to earn any money at all, then it's worth the 200. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, if it actually got me to like focus on blowing this podcast up or right. Right. doing TikTok or some shit like that, um, like, although I deleted, here's the thing. This, I, because of this moving situation, I've also just cleared like everything else out of my life. So I also deleted all my like annoying, like dumb apps like oh, TikTok yeah. and shit like that. So I'm back on Duolingo. It's like I'm crushing German every day instead. Oh, nice, nice. It just feels way more productive. And like yeah. I don't have dating apps anymore. I don't have like any distractions. I also cut down my podcast down to four or five mm. so that I just listen to audiobooks all the time now. Like streamlining everything. I don't know what it is about Vivance. There's just less need for distraction to like escape. You know yeah. What I mean? Well, I watched a video about it and it's what it is, is apparently, so apparently dopamine has like two different functions in our brain. So there's like, it's, there's like the reward center, right? Mm -hmm. Where you eat delicious food or you snort some Coke or something and you get that pleasure reward thing. That's dopamine that's doing that. But there's also, apparently there's a certain like, base level of dopamine in your brain at all times mm -hmm. and it's like when that gets lower you're more prone to distraction mm -hmm. so what happens in people with adhd is it's that that base level that's fucked up it's yeah. not the reward center yeah that's fucked up the reward they might sort of rely on the reward center to get them through the day because they don't have the um base level dopamine but that's the problem. And so those medications increase that. And so now you're not constantly getting distracted all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, exactly. And I, I think that is the huge thing is like when the dopamine's low, it's like, that's when I'm likely to like binge, you know, seven hours of TV or, or whatever, just like, uh, yeah. Something easy. That's feeling like, just yeah it's not fulfilling though right like it, it is just purely some weird coping mechanism thing mm -hmm. it's like i i feel less prone to going towards shit like that um yeah i i, I definitely have to think about just paying for it i just I, the idea of paying 200 dollars for anything is a lot isn't there but like every month there's no programs like for unemployed people and stuff like that in this in our city no i like i i actually consider doing like a gofundme like genuinely because oh, yeah. it's just like this has changed my life will you help me you know with two thousand dollars or something like that you know it'll cover my year um, yeah yeah but uh no what you what you actually find is like our our system doesn't support most add drugs mm. like and I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's just because they're made in the States and like we think they're too like costly in Canada yeah. to pay for. Like, you know, um, I don't I don't actually know the reason, but like I'm hoping when my worker calls me back, I'll like figure it out. You know, like what is the reason they don't cover ADD? I mean, I guess they do have abuse potential, right? Maybe that's why. Yeah. But yeah. But I'm how many people would really be 
I don't know, like my <laughs> my girlfriend had to switch doctors because she went to get a refill of her prescription and her doctor was like, I can't prescribe you this anymore. I've prescribed it to too many people. Uh, and I guess there's a, a thing yeah. on doctors saying we you can't prescribe it to too many people because of the abuse potential. So it's like we're not saying that any one doctor is going to is going to be a, essentially a drug dealer, but we need to limit it in case any doctor just starts yeah, prescribing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I wonder how he accidentally went over his like limit or how know. he was notified about it. He was, I, he was a shady, like, so I actually made us both an appointment to go see the doctor. Um, but I had a doctor I was already seeing this one office the this office apparently had a, a separate office and they booked my appointment into this separate office that I didn't even know about. So like I went down there and they're like, no, you're supposed to be. So I had to run over to this one place. And then we got, we got in there and we both saw the same doctor. And immediately I was like, this person, I do not want this person to be my doctor. This Just person's shady up. as hell. And so I, I went on to like the web, the internet and I found a new doctor near my place much better yeah my girlfriend continued on with this doctor even though i was telling her adamant yeah yeah, i was like get the one i found is so much better get away from this but she she you know she was her thought was like well i'm already in that system it's much easier for me to just go there and get a a renewal than go to this new doctor have an initial interview that sort of thing Yeah, yeah so i get that I think um, with this whole putting, you know, how we're all like on, like our records are kind of transferable now. Yeah. So like, I think that'll cut down on abuse on its own. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This system may have worked in the past, but right now, I mean, you can skirt that so easily. Like I booked two doctor's appointments this week in Mm -hmm. case the first one didn't give me Vyvanse. Right. Oh, totally. (laughs) Yeah. So, and like, yeah, it, it's not that hard to skirt it if you want to. But I was kind of like, I thought there was a good chance because they didn't let me try it before, they were still going to have the attitude of, no, even though I'm telling them I've tried it, yeah. it works really well for me. You know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> but it's it's hard to, I think it's from a, a medical professional standpoint, it's hard to parse who who's actually getting tangible benefit from this medication mm-hmm. and who is just getting like their pleasure centers activated and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're convincing themselves that this is a good thing for them mm-hmm. because they're still fulfilling that same drive for their same compulsive, addictive potential. Right. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely don't find it addictive. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. on, on the days that I know I don't have stuff like today, it's like, I don't need it. Yeah. Like I just don't, I, I don't want to have the challenge to go to sleep. Do you know what I mean? That's that's part of it as well. Mm. Is like, I do worry that <clears throat> if I wasn't taking, like I'm taking melatonin because of all the fucking car people in right. this neighborhood. But I'm worried that once that, like once I get a new situation going, that I might have more issues along getting to sleep. You know, because I don't want to use melatonin forever. It's a very like... Yeah, well, for me. I mean, melatonin is pretty benign. You could use it for long-term 
No, but I think I think that was that book that was saying like it's it's bad to start relying on it because your body and whatever will like stop producing it naturally. Oh, maybe, yeah. Which is kind of the worry, I think. Yeah, maybe. I mean, to me, it seems benign because I'm I'm literally taking like antipsychotics now to sleep. So (laughs) yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like so by comparison, yeah, yeah, melatonin. I would love it if melatonin was all that I needed, but yeah. It didn't work for me, so. But it's also, uh, yeah, you see, that's the thing. I honestly don't know how effective it is for me. Like, I know someone that's dependent on it. Like, there's no way they would go a night without it. Yeah. But, like, they go to sleep quite quickly. Mm. For me, I'm still, like, awake for, like, an hour and a half. So, I'm like, is this actually working like it's supposed to? Or am I just, like, breaking my natural melatonin, whatever, for no reason? I, I, I couldn't answer that for you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like for me, when I, when I was trying, so I went to the doctor with sleep problems and they're like, we'd like you to give melatonin a try. And I was like, listen, <laughs> you don't understand by the t- an hour to two hours before I go to bed, my eyes are burning. Like I'm so tired all the time. As soon as I go to bed, I fall asleep immediately. Mm-hmm. Problem is I wake up four hours later right? Melatonin is not going to help me. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, no, try it. And I did. And of course it didn't help. Right. Yeah. Um, so was it fight club or the machinist where he was like an insomniac? That was fight club. I never saw the machinist. So. Oh, okay. That was a tough watch. That was a I tough mean, I, watch. I genuinely feel like I'm in that fight club <laughs> yeah. universe right now. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you also have like the corporate job, which is hilarious. Yeah. I have the corporate job. I have, I don't have a luxury condo yeah. because we live in 2020 and, and us <laughs> cubicle slaves don't get luxury condos anymore. Um, maybe they did yeah. 30 years ago or 20 years ago, whenever that. You got to start a fight club, Jason. And yeah. Be able to sleep. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you can, and all the guys in your office will be asking to join. No, but like, um, I'm in that cognitive behavioral therapy and it's actually, I think it's, maybe it's working. I don't know. Cause I'm still taking the medication, but, mm-hmm. um, it seems promising. So like you're seeing a therapist for CBT or you're just reading about CBT? Uh, no, I'm in a program right now. I wouldn't, the person that I'm working with, I would say the term therapist is a very loose okay. term to give this person. Cause they're really just giving me handouts yeah. when I go down there, yeah. they're like, read this come back in a month right see how it works for you yeah but so you're actually implementing it yeah yeah Cause that, like that because i've done numerous dbt and cbt courses yeah but like if you ask my therapist am i good at either she'd mm-hmm. be like no he never paid attention to either oh yeah you know it's it's you gotta <laughs> you gotta do the things and it took me a few weeks to to start to do it Cause it just seems such bullshit. I was like, how is this going to help me? Right. Which, uh, which ones have you, like, if it's not too personal, which ones have like stuck for you? Like, did you recognize that your, your brain, like thought process, your brain does like catastrophizing or. Yeah. So the first thing I did obviously was meditation because meditation is something I've already been doing daily for 20 years. So doing it at night, like I usually do it in the mornings, Yeah. but I was like, okay, I'll do it at night as well. That's no big deal. So I, that was the first thing I did. It didn't really help. Um, I, I continue to do it cause it's, it is relaxing. Um, but I, the thing that 
oddly enough is I just started, I got a notebook and I just started writing things down Mm. in my notebook. Like what are things I need to accomplish this week? Mm -hmm. What are things that I'm worried about? Like, like one of the things is write down a list of your worries and potential solutions Mm. to those things. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, their, their, their thought is like, if you write it down, it's like a signal for your brain. I don't have to think about this because yeah. I've written it down. Yeah. And, and oddly enough, like when I do that, I can sleep through the night. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I vaguely remember that worksheet, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I, I should really pick that one up again. Cause I mean, one of, one of mine is like, I always think that I'm correct in my War, like you know I'm yeah. worried about this thing because it's actually going to happen mm-hmm. and like I think that kind of process of writing it down actually being able to look back and be like you're a moron like you yeah you went yeah. one for ten on your predictions well I think what you're referring to are the cognitive distortions mm-hmm. which is something that they use in CBT this the program I'm in is actually called CBTI so it's, it's CBT for insomnia. So mm. it, it uses different methods. Mm-hmm. Um, the cognitive distortions, I remember that from a therapy thing that I did a few years ago. Mm. And, and that was useful too. Um, but it, it's, it's definitely super hard to stick with, mm-hmm. right? Like this is a lot easier for me to stick with because literally I'm seeing a benefit immediately mm-hmm. like i do it and i sleep through the night and i feel better the next day right so it's a lot easier for my brain to recognize that this is a, a yeah. beneficial thing for me um when i w- had to keep a diary of all my cognitive distortions and reframe them and say how i should have that was it was tough to stick with that yeah very hard yeah well that's the thing right like i know i've made growth over the last four years but at the same time it still feels like i'm in the same spot True. Yeah. Cause it's like not a lot changes. Like, you know, right. it's just, there's no, it is that thing of, yeah, I'm not, I don't like suddenly, I mean, if I really thought about it, I could think about certain things that, you know, have changed. Like I go out on my own more often. I whatever, but in general, it's like a slow, it's so slow. You don't notice like, True. you don't, you, yeah. there's no immediate like chop. I, I've been trying to do journaling at night. I've been trying to do a, like a gratitude journal and I just kind of yeah. like made it simple for myself to just do three things just mm-hmm. so it's quick and I get in the habit of doing it. And like I've maybe done two days every seven days. Like I just, it's so fucking hard for me to yeah stay disciplined on that kind of shit. I just, I just, I know it's good for me, but it, again, it just all feels kind of, pointless at the same time um yeah i get that (laughs) (laughs) like it's like meditation it's like i tried meditation for you know the last two years or whatever it relaxes my body for sure but i don't actually see a benefit so like or like i can't attach it to a specific like oh this thing has improved because of meditation really you know see i but see with meditation i did get that Hmm. right like i would i could just look back Right. So I remember I had a friend who he had a pretty good term for days when everything goes wrong. You know, those days where it's like Mm -hmm. you try to cross the street and it's not the walking man. And and, and it's like you stub your toe and all of everything that can go wrong just seems like it goes Mm -hmm. wrong. And I had a friend who used to call those doomsdays. 
right? And I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good term for for those things. And it's like as soon as I started regularly meditating, I never had those doomsdays. Mm. Every day, maybe bad things would happen, but it never seemed to be a day of just constant bad things going wrong all the time. Yeah. Whereas I before meditation, I used to get those, right? But that's kind of that self-fulfilling prophecy thing, though. Like, if you if you start to think, like, oh, you know, I've had two shit things happen today. I bet this thing later will be shit. Yeah. You're going to have, like, a shit. Well, that's that. Later. Yeah, but that's exactly it, right? Is that you, the whole point of meditation is you, you're teaching yourself how not to dwell in the negative thoughts. The point of meditation is to observe the thought but let it pass, right? Yeah, but like this is this is why I don't know if it's that effective for me. I find any time I've tried using an app, I've just I ruminated the ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not just observing whatever. It's like oh, I was just fucking ruminating, and every time the vo- the voice person's voice chimed in, I realized oh, I was just ruminating. Mm-hmm. Like it's it constant, and that never changed. Like it never got like quiet, or I was never able to get good at focusing on my breath like how do you meditate so the way i started the the thing that i started with was this technique where um you put one hand on each knee and if your thoughts shift to the past you tap your left knee and if your thoughts shift to the future you tap your right knee and then you go back to focus on your breath Mm. right that's what i started with and that to me was very effective at figuring out how to stop myself from ruminating because you you have that physical response right mm-hmm. you literally you tap you're you're getting a tactile signal that oh i need to go back and focus on my breath and and for sure sometimes minutes would go by and i would just be thinking about something like oh shit and i would tap my knee and focus on my breath again but the one person that one video that I watched where they explained it pretty well, they were saying, so they're in, I guess in the Buddhist tradition, there's, there's insight meditation and then there's calm meditation, right? And so calm meditation is the, is the focus on your breath, get yourself into that, you know, mind state and insight meditation is where you're letting your thoughts actually run and Mm. you're observing them without getting too attached to them right Mm -hmm. and so this one guy was like oh when you first start meditating you have an insight right away and that insight is how distracted your brain actually is right Mm -hmm. that's your first that's the first thing you learn Mm -hmm. from meditation so even in your case you still got that out of it right you still got to understand that you're you have this monkey brain that is constantly. Yeah, I know, but that wasn't news to me. Right. But you get to experience it on a different level, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I like it usually. Yeah. I I should get back to it. I'll, I'll try the left knee, right knee thing. I'll look into insight meditation, but yeah, in general, I'm just like, does this like, cause I was doing it morning and night. Mm -hmm. I definitely found, I would fall asleep faster. That that's oh, yeah. that was a pretty like my body would actually relax. I think it's because um although yeah, I, I can't do it right now.
Thank you for listening to the Winners Do Drugs podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at winnersdodrugspodcast at gmail.com or you can visit our subreddit, winnersdodrugspod, on reddit.com.